Hello everyone, it is now 5pm on this Wednesday evening in Kingston and you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM, www.cfrc.ca. Welcome to this week's segment of Today in YGK with me, your host, Alexandra Fernandez. Today in YGK brings you need-to-know news about what's going on right here in our beautiful city of Kingston. From current news, special segments, and interviews with some amazing guests, I'm sure you'll find something of interest that gets you to tune in. If you have any news to share with me, please contact me via email, which is news at cfrc.ca. So without further ado, let's get right into it. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, you're listening to Today in YGK here on CFRC 101.9 FM. It's Alexandra here and I hope that you're having a lovely day and week so far. It's quite a nice day today, you know, it's been sunny for the most part, um, a little bit chilly this morning, but I kind of loved it. Maybe a little too excited for the fall weather, I will admit, um, that'll soon be coming, but probably not for another three weeks or so, or maybe a month, I would even say, but it's crazy that, we, you know, we're pretty much at the end of August, like it's, I can't believe it's already the 26th, it's so insane how fast the time has gone by, I mean, we start September in less than a week, which absolutely blows my mind, but I'm excited because it will be super nice to be going back to school, um, you know, finishing my last year at Queen's, having routine, um, and just kind of trying to survive the whole year um, with my housemates and stuff like that, since we will be doing um, this fall semester online. Kind of uncertain whether or not the winter semester will be online, at least for us, because we are in our last year. And Queens is trying to prioritize graduating students to be in class for the winter term. They did announce a couple weeks ago that um, all P level and 100 level courses for the winter will be online as well. So first year will be having their entire first year online pretty much um you know depending on their discipline really I know that Queens is also you know the programs that require people to be in class like nursing and different medical programs and all that kind of stuff they're also going to be doing um in-person stuff um I believe um but you know all in all, Queens has been such an amazing experience all around over the last three years. I'm so excited for my fourth year. They always say that it's, you know, the most nostalgic one for sure. Um, and I truly cannot picture myself at any other school that I originally applied for. I just love the feel of Queens campus, the opportunities I've had, including this one here at the radio station that I've been, you know, at for over a year now and all the amazing friends I've made. Um, and the amazing house that I have that holds so many memories for all my friends and I. You know, student housing is always a tricky situation. There's such limited housing here in the Kingston, um, Queens area, and a lot of students um, kind of struggle with that. And I remember back in my first year stressing out about who to live with, where to live, what type of place I wanted, what neighborhood was a good one. There were just so many, um, so, so many questions um, that I didn't really have any answers to and didn't really know who to go for to get these answers as well. And it was a really overwhelming few months and there were just so many options, so many different houses and I didn't really know what to look for. Um, but now, um, thankfully, Queen students can be a little bit less stressed about housing because there is a new startup that was founded right here at Queen's actually um, by three students. Two are from Queen's University and one was at Queen's but then transferred to Laurier. So he's now at Laurier. Um, and they have a startup that is completely dedicated to easing the search of your next student home. And what it does is it compiles most listings into one 
clean and beautifully designed database. The company is called Blue Key, and today on air with me, I have Purusha Morandi, who is a third-year economics student at Queens, and Vin To, who is a second-year BBA student at Wilfrid Laurier University. So we're going to welcome them onto today's show. So welcome, guys. Um, how are you doing today? Doing really good. Just want to say thank you for having us on uh, on air with you. Um, yeah, we've been really looking forward to this. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. Um, so can you each introduce yourselves for us and all our listeners? For sure. So my name is Purusha Mirandi. I'm a third-year econ student here at Queen's. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Blue Key. Uh, in the past, I've worked uh, in different like positions, mainly um, operations and um, sales. Um, yeah, and my name is Vin To. Uh, I'm a second year BBA student at Laurier. Uh, in the past, I've worked in various roles, including a political office um, in marketing, finance, and as well as a startup. Awesome. So you're the co-founders of Blue Key, the two of you, alongside one of your peers, Antonio Castillon, who's also an economics student um, here at Queens. And you're all the co-founders of Blue Key, like I said, which is a student startup that was founded right here um, at the university. So can you tell us a bit about what Blue Key is exactly and what its purpose is as well? Yeah, for sure. So Blue Key is a website that's tailored for both students and landlords. And we kind of we aim to really make the whole house hunting process for students more efficient and convenient and we were really inspired by like the hassle that students have to go through to find um to find rooms and housings uh you know there's like countless property managers um in kingston with with their own you know website um and it's just really hard to kind of you know get all that information in one um in other websites you know like kijiji rentals.ca or um even Queens Community Housing are just aren't cutting it anymore because of like the lack of information, accessibility, inefficiency, and um, in our opinion, you know, the horrid design that goes along with the websites. Um, and so like our platform seeks to fix um, all those problems. And the best part of it all is that it's completely free to use for both students uh, and landlords. Awesome. Um, so can you explain a little bit, um, each of you, about what your roles are in the company and what are some of the different um, sectors and thing, different projects that you kind of work on and lead? For sure. So as co-founders, we work together on almost everything, but we, we definitely have our own like specialty, our own niche. Um, I, for one, work, uh, take care of like the operation side of of Blue Key. Um, so that means like taking care of marketing, sales, and just overall expansion within the different universities we're going to hit. And yeah, and I focus more on like the fundraising process, investor relations. I do a lot of uh, projections, run different financial models, and this overall really focus on revenue generation. Cool. Um, and so, um, so the three of you got together this past winter to collaborate and develop this idea. And what kind of inspired um, the whole start of this company? Yeah. So Antonio, um, the other co-founder that's unfortunately not here, is a resident don at Queens. Um, he was. You know, as a resident, Don, he uh, faced a lot of ha faced a lot of issues that first years went through, um, and the main issue that he saw um, that came up, um, you know, came up to him almost I don't know sixty seventy percent of the time was housing related, uh, the stress and the anxiety that students go through uh, in order to find a room, in order to find a house, and so he he came up with the idea of Blue Key, and he approached me and told me the idea and me having gone through a similar experience, um, faced the stress and anxiety that, you know, goes along with the whole house hunting process. 
really saw the value and the idea and the you know the demand um and the idea and so we we came together and i outreached to um um uh, to vin vinto um he was my we were like really good friends in first year um before he decided to leave and go to laurier <laughs> for bba um but i reached out to him knowing that he was very passionate about um about you know really expanding start like doing like startup work and uh i know that he went through a similar experience as well and so i i reached out to him and got him on board cool and sorry just to like throw in like a last minute question that came into my head just like an anecdote kind of thing but like can you know you're talking about all this stuff that like students face with like you know problems and anxiety like with student housing like can you like touch on that and like talk about maybe some of your own experiences that you may have and what you're kind of based on that like what you're trying to help students with essentially yeah for sure the biggest thing i found was that you're expected to find housing really early on like i remember back in october november people people already starting to form groups talking about housing and no one really knows what they're doing it's your first time living on your own and you're expected to find your own place um figure out how to pay rent all these contracts and one of the biggest standpoints is the whole legal issue a lot of students don't know like their rights so we kind of aim to make the platform help students not just find um good housing but uh make sure that their relationship with the landlord is very safe and um they're able to navigate the space um more independently Perfect. Um, and what's the process been like over the last eight months working together, you know, with other students, too, who are located at various universities in Ontario? Like you have people who are on the team who work, um, who go to school at like Wilfrid Laurier, Waterloo, Queens, Western. Um, so how's that kind of been? Uh, yeah. So working with different students from like other universities has been a very interesting experience. Um, we've always had to work purely online, um, which always has its difficulties, but our uh, commitment to stay online made it really easy to adjust when COVID hit. Um, so on top of dealing with like the major issues of time zones, um, availabilities with some people in work or uh, some people going through school, it does have a lot of benefits. Um, so like our decision to create a team from various schools allows us to just gain a perspective from different academic standpoints as well as market experiences. Um, this way we were able to gather a team of top, talent, top talents from uh, different fields as well as schools. So we ensure that we're able to always stay mobile as an organization. Nice. And how did you sort of like, you know, meet all these people and kind of like recruit them to join Blue Key, even though they were at different institutions? Um, you'd be really surprised by how interconnected the student experience is, uh, especially within Ontario. Um, you'd always have mutual friends or like, mutual contacts with these people. Uh, whether you interact with them within your frosh group or in classes. Um, the university is filled with a lot of small groups and stuff like that. So you're able to expand and just meet other people very easily. Mm -hmm. The biggest issue just kind of um, asking them to reach out to their network, but being a student and kind of creating a, a product that everyone really wants to have and is interested in, um, it makes it really easy to just kind of build onto it because everyone wants to simplify the whole housing process. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, you were talking a little bit about COVID and that was like a pretty easy adjustment because you were anyway doing a lot of stuff online. But besides that and just like team meetings, it's a pretty like bold move to kind of start a whole company and launch a company during a pandemic, um, sure. which is like kind of crazy to think about. Um, so when all this kind of started, like back in March, was there talk of like kind of slowing down the process and maybe not like 
um, you know, delivering super fast like you kind of planned to? Or did you just kind of be like, no, we're not going to stop. We're just going to keep it going and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, there's definitely a dip in morale um, when COVID hit um, from loss of motivations to just some people being overwhelmed by exams. Um, it slowed down a lot in March. However, we kind of decided continuing it was the best route for us to just kind of learn and grow and make use of our time. Um, over the summer, unfortunately, so many different internships got canceled. So this did end up freeing our time. Um, and especially from working from home, we have a lot more time to work on other projects as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we thought it would be creating this was our best use of our time to not only learn and grow, but kind of to create something that we could use and help others in the future. Nice. Um, and through this whole process and stuff and over the last eight months, what are kind of some of the most rewarding moments that you've faced in the midst of working for this startup? For sure. So I think being students, um, we know the personal st- like struggles that students go through when they find housing, you know, the hassle, the stress that comes along with it. And being students ourselves, we are we believe that we are the best suited to help with these issues. And I think that, you know, the ultimate reward that comes along with this is the satisfaction of knowing that we're helping make students' lives a lot easier by reducing that stress and that anxiety that's associated with uh, finding housing. Yeah, and then just for me, like, I found that the biggest reward was just kind of being able to learn and grow uh, something that you can call your own. Um, especially how we operate in different cities. This project has really allowed me to keep in touch with my friends that I wouldn't talk to as often otherwise. Um, especially every student knows, like, it's very difficult to do a group project, but with this team, I found it was an amazing opportunity where I could not only apply what I learned in school, but from my work experience as well. And it's just amazing to see our team grow and build up. And we kind of like learn about different fields that we wouldn't have uh, uh, interacted with otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what do you hope Blue Key grows into or becomes a few years down the road? For sure. So at the moment, we're aiming to solidify Blue Key as a household brand uh, students go to when they're looking for a house or a room. Um, We're starting out in Kingston and really hope to solidify our position here uh, during the year. And then eventually we really want to expand to all of Ontario and hopefully uh, Canada by the end of our student careers. Nice. Um, And like more like personal question I guess like did you guys ever like really see yourself like working for a startup or like and kind of like what's the difference in environment of like being you know not even just working for a startup but like like starting your own compared to like any other job that you've kind of had in the past for sure so I I know I can touch up on this um on the first part of your question me and Vin um where we were I think first year we were we constantly talked about starting our own startup or starting like ideas side hustles that we could do kind of within university um I know last summer we we made a we actually made a google doc uh listing kind of all the ideas that we could do (laughs) during the year different startup ideas and really this kind of this idea you know kind of came up and um you know we I reached out to Vin knowing that you know we It'd be a, a perfect like startup idea that we could do during our student careers. Um, and yeah, just for me, I found that startup culture is a lot different from uh, just more corporate. Um, especially being student interns, you on the corporate side, you often get dealt with very minuscule tasks. Um, it's just more for your resume, or um, you do very like yeah, you very small portion to play. But kind of building your own startup and working in that environment, you get to touch in so many different fields. Like, for example, as a business student, I wouldn't have the opportunity to learn more about tech um, or that space. But 
it's kind of developing it. You get to put on different uh, a lot of different hats and just kind of learn about everything in general. And you really get forced to put uh, use all of your knowledge from your academics to life experience and push that all into your uh, product. Nice. Um, and do you have any housing advice that you would give to anyone in incoming first years or second or just anyone really for students? Yeah, so one of the biggest <laughs> advice I'd probably give out is definitely if you can't talk to your uh, parents or anyone that is more experienced or older. Um, the internet is full of tips, but obviously no one knows the environment better than your peers and upperclassmen. So because of that, um, definitely reach out to these individuals and they'll definitely give you tips that you wouldn't know otherwise from uh, looking online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to add on to Vin's point is that, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure, especially in your first year, to find housing um, earlier on. And, you know, you're going to hear your peers talking about it constantly. You're going to hear, like, you know, everyone talking about it. And just really, there is no big rush um, to find housing that earlier on. Um, and is there anything else that you guys would like to add before we end off? Yeah, just to wrap things up, we always love to talk to students and just kind of learn more about their experiences or any advice they have. So if anyone um, just wants to talk and kind of share their stories, we'd love to connect with you guys. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on air to talk about Blue Key with CFRC. Of course, we were really glad to do it. Thank you for having us on. You're so welcome. My pleasure. It was really great to talk to you guys about this um, whole student housing thing. Um Especially because, you know, I kind of wish that this kind of existed when I was um, searching for a house. Um, But yeah, um, thank you so much again for coming on air. We're going to take a little bit of a break. But before that, I am going to give Blue Key a little bit more of a plug. Um, They do have their website launch. They launched it yesterday. Um, Not a kind of prototype, so it's not the full launch. But um, if you are interested, you folks should totally check it out. It's just www.bluekeyhome.com. Um, you know, spelt as Blue Key. Um, so yeah, bluekeyhome.com. Check it out. It's a really wonderfully designed website. Um, very, very cool. Um, very clean. And um, um, maybe, you know, I will focus a little bit more on Blue Key when they fully launch um, at the end of the year or the beginning of next semester um, as they plan to. Um, so we're going to take a little bit of a break, like I said. We're going to listen to some music picked out by our wonderful guests who came on air with us today. Um, so they're kind of into the whole pop rock thing. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to some of that. So this is Drops of Jupiter by Train. Prusha was um, the one who suggested Train, and I also love Train. And I've been listening to this song nonstop for some reason. So um, I'm sorry if I get it stuck in your head, but... This is Drops of Jupiter by Train on CFRC 101.9.
That was Drops of Jupiter by Train on CFRC 101.9 FM. You're listening to Today in YGK with me, your host, Alexandra Fernandez. Um, We just had an amazing interview um, with two Queen's University students who are the co-founders alongside a third one who just unfortunately couldn't be here today um, and talked about their awesome startup right here at Queen's. Um, So um, we're going to keep the subject of Queen's going um, since we're anyway talking about it. As you know, um, Queen's life essentially is just going to look a little bit different this year because of COVID um, and the pandemic and stuff. It is unfortunate that first years can't have that amazing first year experience with a week and the typical res life. Um, But, um, you know, things are different and Queen's is trying to adapt as much as possible. In fact, orientation started already, which is pretty early. Usually orientation starts like the day of move-in weekend, but orientation started this past week on Monday. So we have already been welcoming the incoming class, um, so the class of 2024, um, and orientation will run over two weeks this year, not just um, the one week that they kind of do it. Um, and it'll go until Friday, September 4th. Um, so that way students um, have more opportunity to engage in the different programming that is available during the two weeks. And obviously it is entirely online um, to ensure that everyone um, who is participating um, is safe and not coming in contact with anyone to risk um, the spread and transmission of covid um, and anything else for that matter, quite frankly. Um, but yeah, it's um, a lot of different online events and some interactive modules. Um, you know, first year students will be building community. They'll be learning about all the resources and supports that are available at Queens and just make virtual connections with their peers. Um, it'll definitely be a different start to their first year, probably not what they had hoped for or dreamt off for a really long time. But I think because of this and um, even the vice provost and Dean of Student Affairs, Ann Tierney, she said that this experience will bond their class like no other. I could not agree more. I think that being a part of something, even though it isn't ideal, I think that, you know, it's, it'll, it'll be really nice to also be with a community who understands what you're going through um, in some aspects, not all for sure, because um, everyone does have a different way that they kind of cope and deal with um, this pandemic. But I think, you know, having that bond and kind of under having a deeper understanding of what everyone is kind of going through um, during their first year and trying to just transition um, will definitely help with close connections. Um, so yeah, a lot of the orientation events are going to be on an online format. Um But it's great because Queen students will still learn about all these amazing traditions that we have on campus, like the amazing oil thigh that we have. My goodness, I'm not saying that in a very, very long time or done that in a very long time. Or the Kayachir, which is not Chagail. Don't think it's Chagail because I didn't know that for a very long time. And it's Kaya, even though you want to say Chagail. Um, so that's cheer. And they will also be welcomed to the university virtually by our principal and vice chancellor, Patrick Dean. Um, other organizations on campus, um, Student Affairs and the AMS, which is the Alma Mater Society, um, for those of you who don't know, which is the student government essentially of the undergraduate program here at Queens. They have a brand new event this year. Um, it's called the EDII Club Open House. Um, and this is just a great opportunity for first year students to engage with upper years, um, especially people from equity seeking groups. Um, and there is also a virtual event 
which is the tricolor open house, which allows students to um, get involved and learn more about all the different student clubs so that way they can find a way to participate and meet people from different interests, different faculties, different years, um, and still kind of get involved within Queens, um, even if they physically can't be here. Um, there is also a event called Students Meet Students, which is run through the SEO, which is the Student Experience Office, where they can have watch parties, trivia events, painting, crafts, group games, and Zoom room escapes, which sounds really cool, to be honest. Um, even I would be interested in, like, doing something like that. I don't know. I'd be cool to do a room escape, but virtually. Um, and they will just, uh, have these really fun, kind of informal, casual things to do, um, and just learn new people. There's also a lot of different modules during orientation programming, which cover a vast range of topics, um, which includes equity, diversity, inclusion, and indigeneity, um, as well as just typical academic basics and just things that you need to know um, and should know um, as you go through school, especially, you know, your first year of university. Um, definitely a transition from high school. Um, I think anyone can really back me up on that statement. You know, writing your first university paper, writing your first exam, um, all kind of scary, but, you know, just tips and tricks for that. Health and wellness as well, um, online safety, as well as consent. Um, each module includes a live component, um, which allows students to connect with a lot of different resources on campus, such as SAS, which is the Student Academic Success Services, and the AMS, Social Issues, Social Issues Commissioner, um, and yeah, they will be able to compete at their own pace. Um, so yeah, and then there is also... Um, Finers um, orientation activities and finers is first years not in residence. Um, that's what it stands for, and that provides students um, that provides students with um, opportunities for those who are living off campus um, in their first year to build community and include information, resources, and transition support because it can be scary. Um, not having the same type of, um, I guess, support system that you do have in residence um, and kind of just, you know, jumping into it, jumping into it um, on your own. Um, students who are in the first year BISC program, which is the Bader International Student Center, um, and transfer students can take part in NEWT's orientation, which is the new exchange and worldly transfer students. Um, so that way they can build community and adjust to remote education. There's also um, a bunch of different faculty orientation programming going on um, that, you know, all the different faculties kind of have their own little like cool uh event that they kind of do that's kind of unique to their faculty, um, which is a mix of live and hybrid online events. So we have the ASIS, which is Arts and Science um, Olympic Games. We have Commerce's Compcella, which is like a concert, essentially. The computing faculty has an escape room. Con Ed has a game night. Engineering has their Highland Games and Jacket Slam. Um, Health Sci has Cooking with Coats. AST has a... Um, PowerPoint party, Newt's has a paint party, and then there's a Fikin semi-formal, and um, all of these are just great events, um, you know, like if you can and you still have the chance to, you should totally register for orientation because it's a great way to meet people in your program and in your year and have those close friends. I absolutely loved orientation when I did it. I was, I absolutely loved my group. Um, I'm still really close friends with a lot of them. Um, 
and it was just like a really great way to transition and to build new friendships and stuff um but yeah there's a lot a lot of stuff going on um with orientation and stuff um there are also new and transferring indigenous students who are invited to connect online with their peers and upper year students as well as those who are at the four directions indigenous student center um as well as key supports um in faculties and schools tomorrow um, during Welcome Day for Indigenous students. So you can look that up online, learn more about it. Um, but yeah, orientation, um, even though it's different, I hope that um, you'll still enjoy it. A lot of planning has been um, done to accommodate and to make sure that y'all all still have a lot of fun and have a really good time, um, even though it is different and probably not what you expected, but, um, nonetheless, it will still be a really good opportunity, um, to just meet new people, even if it does have to be online. Um, in terms of, you know, people coming back, um, and all that stuff, um, there is a new, um, approach um to the nuisance by law um in the city actually um because of the increased risks um the city is introducing the administrative monetary penalties which are amps for the nuisance party and noise bylaws um, which means that fines for contravening these bylaws can now be issued and resolved directly through the city um Kyle Compo, who is the manager of licensing and enforcement for the city, says that normally nuanced behaviors can be disruptive for community members, but with the COVID-19 pandemic, gatherings that result in a nuisance complaint could pose a greater risk to the community. This adjusted process will allow bylaw officers to respond expediently by providing an immediate, tangible deterrent to nuisance behavior. Um, I think Honestly, even though I am a Queen student, I do like a good party once in a while. But you know what? I think with everything going on right now, um, just people like limiting their social circles, just kind of stay within your own household, um, just decrease that risk of transmission. We also do have, you know, like you never know who could be immunocompromised, who may be still like visiting or living with their family. Um or interacting with older people, all that kind of stuff. Just try, um, you know, as much as you can, just stay safe. Um, everyone really, um, you know, um, limit your social circles, social distance where possible if you're interacting with people who you don't necessarily always interact with. Um, wash your hands, sanitize, wear your mask when you go out. Um, just do what you can to um, keep our community safe, especially with a lot of people moving back now in the next uh couple weeks or so a lot of queen students are coming back um you know a lot of us have leases and stuff so just stay safe um and to any queen students listening um just try and limit um who you're interacting with you can still have fun with you know the same five people there's no wrong with that just get to know them become very very close with them um yeah i guess that's a good way a different approach to it but yeah um but this um approach was determined in um, a city council meeting on August 11th um, in collaboration with the Kingston Police and the Kingston Frontenac Lennox and Addington Public Health Administration um, and these AMPs will also help to alleviate pressure on the provincial process which normally processes fines for these bylaws um, but obviously um, or maybe not obviously but suspension um, has happened with the operations because of the pandemic um, 
So Kingston police and municipal enforcement officers will still be able to issue fines through the standard process, um, meaning that a fine under the nuisance party bylaw could still result in a part one court summons. Um, But the city is just doing this to ensure that um, they're prioritizing the health and safety of those um, around in the city. We also do have an older population and um, they just want people to know what the risks are um, if they do choose um, to have um, to participate in nuisance behaviors. Um, I feel like I've been talking a lot Um, so we're going to take a little bit of a break and listen to some more music I know I usually don't throw in music in the middle of my show but I'm just really feeling it and I think I'm also just getting a little bit um, I don't want to say nostalgic because that's not the right word, but you know, I think I am getting a bit nostalgic because it's um, one of my last shows. Um, I'm kind of done um, with today in YGK um, next week, so this is my second last show, um, so my last show will be next week, I'm pretty sure at least, um, but I would like to play more music um, for you folks, um, which is what I am going to do um so we're gonna listen to um and i'm also gonna play a lot of my favorite songs things that i've never really had the chance to play on the radio before um just some things that i want to share with you because i love music for those of you who don't know i study music um i'm doing a minor in it and i'm doing my major in film so i do love um I love all types of music, quite honestly. My music taste is all over the place. It goes from like R&B to country um, to folk, classic rock, um, acoustic pop, rap, indie rock. It's crazy. It's a little bit too much sometimes. (laughs) Um, My friends always, whenever I play music, um, they're always like, wow, you really have everything on your playlist. It's kind of crazy. Um, anywho, I'm going to stop talking now and we're going to listen to some music. This is Pictures of Girls by Wallows here on CFRC.
that was Pictures of Girls by Wallows on CFRC you're listening to today in YGK. Wallows is such a great band. I've been listening to them for a little bit. Um, and I, um, I like knew of them for a while, but only listened to like some of their most popular songs. But I really got into them this summer. Just their whole album um, is so good. And I would highly, highly recommend it if you have not listened to it. It's um, amazing. It's called Nothing Happens and it was released last year. Um, and it's just phenomenal. Um, I can't tell you a bad song by on that album, quite frankly. My favorites are definitely Are You Bored Yet? I know, very very mainstream indie, but um, very, very good. Scrawny, Remember When, um, Worlds Apart, and even their Spring EP is really good, so I'd highly recommend checking them out if you're looking for some new music and if you kind of like that song. They have some really cool stuff, and I also didn't know for the longest time that the lead singer of the band is Dylan Minnette, who plays Clay Jensen in 13 Reasons Why. And when I found that out, I was shook. It's like the only way that I can put it. Um, but it was really, really, um, they're really, really good. I'd highly recommend them. I love indie rock. I've been listening to a lot of indie rock and a lot of music that I used to listen to when I was like 14 and 15 years old, like the 1975 um, Lana Del Rey, even though she's not indie rock, she's just like alternative pop I get I don't really know what you want to call it she's like very niche music um I would say kind of um and listening to like the arctic monkeys a lot um what other albums have I been listening to this summer I don't even know oh I've been listening to Harry Styles' album fine line it's just so good um and honestly I've been listening to a lot of actually no I'm not gonna admit that because I don't want people knowing that I listen to it it's still um anyway we're gonna move on um and talk more about Kingston local news um I don't know if it's a good idea for me to be talking about food while I'm hungry here, um, but there is this awesome new um, food ordering service um, for downtown Kingston called the Love Kingston Marketplace Contactless Patio Food Ordering in Springer Market Square. And it is basically a mobile ordering platform that delivers food right to your bistro table in Springer Market Square, which is super cool. Um, And it um, is just like the best combination, I would say, um, of patio dining but with contactless delivery and not having to really like interact with wait staff um you know if you don't feel comfortable going out it's a great option um for people who aren't comfortable yet with going out to restaurants going out to patios and stuff like that because you can just sit at this isolated kind of socially distant table um and not really have to interact with anyone else around you which is really cool um and it's um work in partnership with four different downtown restaurants so there's Aquaterra, um, Black Dog Tavern, Golden Rooster um, Deli and Share Tea Kingston so quite the variety so you can kind of pick and choose what you really want um, and they all are such different options which is great because it kind of gives you that variety like I said um, but yeah you can order food and drink items without touching a menu, tapping a machine, signing a receipt, waiting in line, interacting with anyone really. All you have to do is sit at one of the 20 socially distanced bistro tables that have a Love Kingston patio sticker on it and if you just use your mobile device to scan the QR code or you can enter the URL into your browser and then it will pull up the menu and you can place your order right there you can pay and tip directly from your phone um, and then it's delivered to your table um, and that's kind of like the only contact that there is um, but it's 
really cool that we have this and that you know we're still trying to like support local businesses um, and try to find ways to um essentially just keep um I don't say keep our economy running but you know um keep our support for different companies and organizations here in Kingston um and to also make going out and enjoying these um luxuries that we are able to have in this city during a pandemic um more available and making it more comfortable for people because I know there are some places where restaurants are still not open um for indoor dining um or maybe not even like patios um but yeah, um, it's just a great area to be. Um, I even love going to the market square myself. Sometimes my housemates and I will go for a nice walk downtown. We'll go get some Mia gelato, um, or we'll go get Slurpees at like that convenience store on like the corner, um, of like the square kind of down by the water. Um, yeah, and we just, uh, enjoy, there's, like, good music, there's live music in the evenings, there's also, like, family-focused programming in the amphitheater, um, but it's a really good hub, um, if you just want to get out of your house, it's easy to social distance there, there's entertainment, um, and you can just support all the amazing local businesses that we have in downtown, um, with more changes, um, because we are talking about changes because of COVID, we are, um, I'm going to talk about the transit changes that are happening, um, here in the city. So, um, as you know, Kingston transit did limit, um, and have a lot of restrictions during, um, the whole pandemic time, but because we are in phase three and because things are becoming a little bit more lenient, um, you know, we haven't had a case of COVID here and I want to say a month, um, but now Kingston Transit is increasing its service. Um, come this Monday, August 31st, um, if you want the updated schedules, they are available at kingstontransit.ca um, backslash schedules, um, but they will also be live and updated on Google Maps, the Transit app, or the Move It app. Um, but people are encouraged to look at the updated schedules and just to plan your trips in advance. Um, so weekday service, all the local routes are um, going to be returned to the pre-pandemic schedule, as they call it, um, with the exception of Route 18, which is the train station circuit, which um, still remains suspended until um, Kingston Transit decides otherwise. Um, all express routes will operate within a 30-minute service from 6 a.m. to midnight during morning and afternoon peak periods. 15-minute service will be provided on all express routes with the exception of 801 and the 802 which will continue to operate on a 30-minute service saturday sunday service all express and local routes return to pre-pandemic schedules with the exception of route 18 again um, there are some adjustments um, that are pretty minor to arrival and departure times on some routes um, but you can, like I said, you can go to kingstontransit.ca backslash schedules and learn more about that. Um, the post-secondary routes, which are for Queens University and SLC stu student, St. Lawrence College students, um, which is the 17, the 18Q, and the 20 are suspended, um, until further notice. Um, but now... When the pandemic started, Kingston Transit, the restrictions were that you cannot board from the front. There was no fare collection, but they are introducing that back again. Um, front door boarding 
in Fair Collection will resume come Monday, August 31st. Um, you will be required to enter through the front door and then exit through the rear door, and that is just um, to ensure one-way flow, so that way there is minimal interaction with more people on the um, vehicles, um, and just to support physical distancing measures. Um, however, people who have disabilities, who have strollers, carts, other needs, they will um, they will still be allowed to exit using the front door as that is more accessible to them. Um, transit passes are available to purchase at sales outlets um, as of now. Um, they have been for a while, um, but you can go to kingstontransit.ca to learn more about the different fares and passes that are available to you. Um, there are automatic extensions um, which you can go online and find more out find out more about that um but um for anyone who previously purchased monthly passes um your expiry date extensions will occur automatically if anyone had purchased a march 2020 monthly travel pass they will have their passes automatically extended at no charge until september 30th if you purchased a march and april 20 monthly 2020 monthly transit pass they will be um, extended no charge until october 31st and if you had any beyond april 2020 they will um it extend by the number of months that they had been pre-purchased at no charge um there's also the Ontario Works Transit Pass and the Ontario Ontario Disability Support Program passes, um, and you can call um, if you want to learn more about your eligibility. You can call six one three five four five four five five three to contact the ODSP Kingston office, um, or if you need assistance with that. Um, for anyone in high school, um, the high school student pass program will continue for the 2020-21 academic year. Oh my gosh, it's so weird saying the years now. I don't know why, but it's really throwing me off, and I'm sorry that I'm messing it up so much. Um, but high school transit pass renewals will be made available um, August 21st. Um, so don't visit a sales outlet to renew your pass. Um, or I guess, sorry, it is past August 21st. What am I saying? High school students, visit a sales outlet to renew your um, bus pass. Um, for Queen's University and St. Lawrence College students, I know originally there was, um, they actually terminated the agreement between Kingston Transit, but now they will be offering a new post-secondary student pass for the fall semester um, in collaboration with the um, different student governments of the two different um, post-secondary institutions. Um, so... Eligible students attending either post-secondary institution can purchase um, the transit pass online at kingstontransit.ca backslash students um, as of now. And the semester pass will be available for $119, which will be valid from September 1st of this year until January 3rd of 2021. Um, on top of all of this, um, Kingston Transit is um, making face coverings required a requirement when riding um, on their vehicles. It has been anyways, but um, just if you are planning on um, starting to take the transit again, um, you can do that. And um, you just um, keep on your face covering during the entire trip. Um, but please do keep in mind that not all disabilities and medical conditions are, vis are visible. Some riders may not be able to wear a face covering due to a medical condition or disability. Um, so just keep that in mind when riding, um, that that may be a possibility on your ride. Um, 
the KFL and A public health indicated buses can operate at regular capacity with the use of face coverings and other and other measures, which include cleaning, hand hygiene, um, and um, but additional service will be in place to reduce overcrowding, and bus seats will be. Um, restricted as long as possible but um, the biggest advice that I could probably give you folks is to just um, use alcohol-based hand sanitizer wash your hands before and after taking transit Um, try to not avoid travel during peak try to avoid travel during peak hours if you can but um, and only use transit when you need to Um, but obviously if you can't that's totally okay just remember to um, wash your hands use sanitizer wear your mask Um, if you're going to cough or sneeze do it into your elbow Um, don't take transit obviously if you are sick or have symptoms um, no matter what it is um, you also don't want to like scare people too probably and remember that you just have to enter through the front door and then exit through the back door to maintain one-way flow and that um, the main thing is that fair collection will be back um yeah it's a really weird time because every single time even i like i get really bad allergies and this is on the note of like coughing and seizing into your elbow and scaring people like i get really really bad allergies um when i'm outside like in grass with trees and stuff i don't know what i'm allergic to i'm also allergic to like dust i'm pretty sure and it's so scary when i like sneeze in public but it's just my allergies but I feel like every single time I sneeze it's like I've done something really really bad because it's a very scary thing to do in the middle of a pandemic because I I mean I don't want people thinking that I'm sick or anything or that I'm carrying COVID because I'm not but like it's a little nerve-wracking having that happen to me and then everyone's just staring um which is pretty funny to be honest sometimes um but yeah, it's just, it's so weird how things have changed so drastically, um, over the last, gosh, how long has it been now? That was back in March when everything kind of shut down, so, yeah, almost six months, wow, almost half a year living (laughs) through this, um, definitely didn't think that this would ever happen in my lifetime, um, probably no one else, really, none of you listening probably ever thought that too, but, as I say, c'est la vie, um, that's life, <laughs> things like this happen, um, but just something that we have to get through, I suppose, um, anyway, I'm gonna stop rambling, um, but that's really all I have for you folks, this is, uh, my second last show, I think, I maybe have one more show, um, you know, some irons in the fire, <laughs> um, that'll air next Wednesday, but other than that, I am actually kind of done with today in YGK, come a week from now, um, which is so sad, because I've loved it, it's been such a fun summer season doing this, um, and it's been such a pleasure being on air with CFRC, having all of you folks tune in during the summer season to hear me ramble about everything and anything going on in the city, or ramble about music, um, or ramble about me and my sneezing um anyway um even though i am almost done here um if you ever have if you have news to share that you know you want to toss me for next week email me at news at cfrc um can find our past episodes online at cfrc.ca or our podcast website which is podcast.cfrc.ca we have some really awesome stuff on there for any first years listening whether you're going to your first year if you're undergrad or your master's um 
you should totally check out our new podcast series called Frosh FM. It has um, a bunch of really fun stuff that just kind of helps you learn more about Queen's University life and whatnot. Um, so totally check it out. Um, to close off today's show, I'm going to put on a little track and I wanted to make it a really good one because it's, I don't know if it's going to be my last one, um, but this is... Um, a song i've been playing a lot of indie rock recently i hope y'all don't mind that but this is a song it's called um hot rod and it's by dayglow and i'm also obsessed with it so i hope you enjoy um peace out
Thank you for listening to Today in YGK, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.